0: Our sponsor today is GLSA. For those non-members who may be dropping in on the call today, GLSA, or Group Legal Services Association, is an affiliate of the American Bar Association, a professional membership organization representing the legal services plan industry and provider attorneys. And joining GLSA is just a good way for solos and small firms to increase their business. Check us out at glsaonline.org. All right, my name is Tom Martin. I'll be your host today. Our teleconference today is What Millennials Want from Attorneys, and that would be priceless to know. Uh, And we have as our guest today, Jean Clausen, and I'm very excited. Hi, Jean.
1: Hi, Tom. Welcome. Welcome, everyone.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited to introduce you to her. Uh, Well, Jean, as most of you know who are calling in and our GLSA members. She's our immediate past president of Group Legal Services Association and she continues to champion solo and small practice attorneys as a vital solution to the access to justice um, problem in the United States. She also serves as the legal industry advocate at ARAG and ARAG, if you don't know, is an international legal insurance provider and she brings decades of industry experience to the role with a focus on fostering relationships with state and local bar associations as well as incubators. Um, well, Gene, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, how Thank are you, you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day. It had been raining, so we're getting a break for the week, so that's good.
0: So summer arrived?
1: Summer is here. I think we got summer really early this year. It's been very hot and humid. How are things where you're at?
0: Oh, it's it's pretty good. Um, for for <laughs> Vancouver, this is, you know, it's not raining, so thumbs up. Well, that's good. Yes, yeah, thumbs up.
1: <laughs>
0: well, um, tell us a little bit more about about you and what you do.
1: Sure. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I'm really excited um, to talk about millennials. One of my focuses, as you had mentioned, at, here at Arog and within the industry is really being a legal industry advocate, which – really is um, working with the groups that you've mentioned and other influencers within the industry, state and local bar associations and incubators to really help these groups understand how legal insurance can provide middle-income Americans affordable and professional legal help um, and really collaborate with those groups to as they're creating their visions for the future or their roadmaps. And, Helping them bring in legal plans to that vision and understanding how legal plans create greater access um, For people that need to assert their legal rights and should assert their legal rights
0: mm-hmm. Now so, if there's any if there's oh, any ahead. non-members that that might be calling in people that aren't members of GLSA Can you describe for them like what, what is legal insurance and how does ARG fit into that?
1: Sure um, legal insurance um, works typically like health insurance. So people pay a monthly premium and then when they have a legal need arise, they're connected with an attorney participating in a network. Um, so the insurance company pays for the attorney's fees for those covered legal matters. So the client isn't also worrying about cost, which brings in that you know, accessible and affordable connection to legal help. And AROG, as a legal plan insurer, partners with attorneys also to help that connectivity and provide those individuals with that professional legal help and really um, promote the value and the importance of working with an attorney to get that help. Um, And then really um, it's a way that attorneys can you know, join a legal plan network. There's typically no fees. They can start growing their practice by getting the supplemental business and clients in their door and then really, uh, you know, do what they intended to do, right? Practice the technical aspects of law. And we also give lots of educational resources um, through the legal insurance plans to attorneys and to consumers on how to make more meaningful connections, how to assert your rights, um, and really just, you know, really lifting the industry overall um, to really help consumers understand when they have a legal need and how to get the help to, you know, service that legal need.
0: Hmm. Well, you know, I, I know that I'm dying to find out what, millenni- what millennials want. <laughs> um, uh, isn't
1: everybody? That's like <laughs> everybody wants to know, Right.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of callers are calling in today to find out. One thing that I love about Arag is the amount of uh, research and thought, thoughtfulness that goes into this. And I, I understand that you've done quite a bit on this subject.
1: Yes, I mean I am a data driven person and I'm at the right company. Um, we have a, a lot of different avenues and channels to to get data and so that we can refine either processes or technologies or how do we you know provide better services either aligned to what consumer needs are or aligned to helping attorneys make those connections to the consumers so um, I, I think the most interesting stat regarding millennials that I read recently was that there are 80 million millennials have a $200 billion in buying power and are entering their peak earning and spending years. So this is an important topic, right? And I'm dying to learn what they want. That's, that's a good reason, right? $200 billion yeah, in buying power is a lot. A pretty <laughs> fabulous reason to want to know what they want, right? Yep. So, so yes. So and you know with that, they're also this is their point in time of life, right, where they're going to start experiencing more legal life events, you know, like buying a car, buying a house or buying a car for the first time on their own, buying a house, having children, getting married. So, you know, it's an important time to reach that audience and understand them a little better.
0: That is pretty surprising because I think maybe because of where I'm at in my life, I I tend to think of millennials as as much younger, but they are, you know, as all of us getting older and making those more adult uh, choices and having legal issues that come up from that.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think a good reminder for everybody is millennials or Gen Y, Generation Y, are kind of that born in the early 80s to the mid 90s. That's kind of the the time frame of this segment of individuals that you know we're talking about um you know and and a lot of these the older ones are in their mid 30s so they they aren't kids anymore i think a lot of us you know uh, still think of them as kids and and now we have gen z coming in you know to the workforce you know growing up too so lots of things to consider
0: yeah, we're we're also running out of letters, so I'm not sure <laughs> what the <generation> gap <laughs> So is. I think
1: that is the last letter. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um,
0: w- would that be the most surprising thing, um, or w- were there some other interesting findings from from the re- research you've done?
1: Oh well, I think you know what we did is we uh, partnered and commissioned the Russell Research Group um, to put out a survey, and I would say throughout the findings. You know, the most interesting thing or astonishing thing I think that uh, we learned um, was how millennials prefer to work or communicate with attorneys. So, you know, uh, as we all, you know, are learning, millennials typically have higher education. They grew up with technology. It's a diverse group. um, And we learned from that that even with that growing up with technology, when it comes to getting services for legal matters the actual option that they preferred and more surprisingly was a face-to-face interaction and I really? think it was 64 um stated that they would prefer a face-to-face interaction when dealing with a legal matter um and as you know we're all aware you know legal matters can be somewhat personal stressful And so the findings were that due to some of those factors, thus the increase in the face-to-face interaction. So, you know, I think what's important there, one of the key things to remember or think about, though, throughout this research, we also learned that even though when it gets to the actual service, they want that face-to-face connectivity, um, we have to, to remember that those millennials that grew up with tech may first be exhausting all of their DIY options, right, online. And so it's really learning how to connect with them in that forum to then get them to educate them and then get them into that face-to-face, you know, collaboration um, to get the help that they need. So I think that was one of the most important things that we saw. And along with that, before they get to that face-to-face, too, a lot of them are looking for how do they communicate with that attorney? Um, you know, email, text, all of the the things that you would naturally think of, and the highest communication connection was still email. Um, and as you can imagine, this Gen uh, Gen Y and millennials they're very interactive and collaborative. So when you say through email, they're looking for two-way correspondence. Um, and and high connectivity and response along with that.
0: Okay, so they do they have an expectation of like people getting back to them sooner? <laughs> Would that be like As, one thing?
1: Absolutely. Um you know, I also talk a lot about, you know, client-centric collaboration um and so this generation this this generation and millennials, they're more likely to tell you what they want. So they, they typically do want that very fast turnaround. I, can, I work, my entire team are millennials. I can give you a perfect example. I had a communication. I was on the phone, um, and I had one of them email me a question and got off the phone and emailed, said, on the phone, we'll connect right with you, because it was something that I couldn't just simply send through email. And four minutes later, after I had gotten off the phone, I connected with this team member, and they said, oh, that's okay. I already went out and sought out help from someone else because that's how quickly they expect to receive an answer. So I'm not saying everyone has to turn things around in four minutes, but I think it's a good example, right, and reference to say, when you grow up with technology, the connectivity and responses – um, you grow up in a social world, and that 's how you 're building their your relationships and connecting and networking with people that you 're expecting you know those quick high interactions so that 's good good question yes
0: I guess on the one hand, that could feel like it sets a high bar for having to get back to them, but at the same time, the upside to that is that if if you 're the type of lawyer that has more content and information out there that really satisfies people's curiosity and their need for information about how to solve their own problem, then you're more likely to be the the lawyer they're going to talk to, right?
1: Absolutely. One of the things that our research found as well along that line is there's lots of opportunities, right, for attorneys to kind of get in on the ground floor with this age group, and that can be through, you know, education, um, through, you know, being more connected. This is, millennials are like... Uh, collaboration. So one of the ways you can collaborate is have more interactivity um, through lunch and learns, webinars, blogs, being on social media, having an online presence. So not just that does not mean anymore just having a website. Um, millennials are no longer passive consumers. Um, they want interaction. So even the use of chatbots, you know, You, yourself, Tom, Laudroy, excellent job of working with solo and small firms and getting them more connected consumers. They want the two-way communication, right? Um, And that's another great way, you know, to increase the turnaround or way you can deliver um, fast responses, um, which don't even have to necessarily mean, you know, direct voice-to-voice personal responses. As long as they're getting, you know, people are getting the information or questions answered, they also consider that, you know, response and helping them to get to that next step. So absolutely, socializing in in all the different channels is really a great way to get more connected and be interactive with the millennial group.
0: I think the point about um, social media and socializing is really important because I think far too many of us think of social media as just posting you know like just posting on twitter or posting on facebook or what have you but having it hook into um a real life interaction like you're saying um like a, a luncheon or kind of a brown bag kind of presentation where you talk about issues that might be affecting a certain segment of millennials um like that Having the two work hand in hand, it sounds like that would be pretty powerful for this group.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and along with that, too, understand millennials want authenticity and transparency. So that's really important when you, when you start, you know, or enhance or bump up your socializing that you really want to, you know, start with heart. Um, you want to be genuine and, and transparent, So they can read right through. This is a crowd that grew up with technology and can read right through, um, you know, in genuine connections right away.
0: Also, the point you had about face-to-face interaction was a little surprising because, you know. Yeah, right. The stereotype, I guess, is tending to think of, uh, you know, facing facing the uh, cell phone, uh, just typing away as opposed to. That you know face-to-face interaction, but um, but the you know the information shows that that's what they're looking for, right?
1: Right, absolutely. I think it's you know one of the things that the research also showed. You know, when you talk about it being surprising that they want that face-to-face, you know, when you're thinking about you know what are those areas of practice you know that they're most likely need an attorney to resolve, you know, a lot of the top five that they touched on were things like to help with a felony charge, to help me through a divorce, um, help with child support or custody issues, um, or juvenile, you know, a child in in a legal matter, or to dispute a will. Um, So notice that it wasn't the creation of a will, it was the dispute of a will. So, you know, really those more complex, high stress, you know, type matters, which then I think makes it more understandable to to maybe learn why they would lean towards that face-to-face interaction. And face-to-face interaction, you know, could be sitting in a physical office with you or it could be through Skype or a virtual um, medium as well. So I think that's important to call out and, and think about creating those, designing those ways that you connect personally personally um, outside of just the traditional method of in an office.
0: <laughs> were, were there any findings about maybe the, the, the types of legal issues that they had questions about, or they had needs for, um,
1: was different? Well, I think, you know, when you look to those type of matters that I just talked about, they're more reactive than proactive legal issues. So, um, the millennials are more of a fear-based generation, um, and so responding to, you know, protecting themselves. And so I think that is another reason why we tend to see those types of matters being highlighted in what they would seek out those services face-to-face for, and, and amongst other services as well. And But they really see an attorney as the valued, trusted resource, um, you know, because they are – they're looking to protect themselves. they're looking for a place you know that they can go to uh to seek out that help if that makes sense
0: yeah definitely were were there any other um any key takeaways from the research that you've done about millennials
1: yeah well, I think you know since this is kind of a you know g l s a sponsored you know legal plan centric you know, conversation as well and audience. I think another thing that was interesting is, you know, when we surveyed the millennials about legal insurance, um, the study revealed that they are more likely uh, to purchase legal insurance compared to the older generations. So that's exciting news uh, for all the attorneys who are already participating with legal insurers or legal plans, or it's also maybe some good encouragement um, for how to get business um, that is one of the largest consumer groups growing right now. And so uh, participating in a legal insurance, legal plan uh, like an AROG, you know, really can help you connect with the who's going to be the largest consumer-based group out there. Um, and amongst that group, you know, they really felt that legal insurance and why they thought that would give them a peace of mind um, and hedge against future expenses. So millennials are also very cost conscious. Um when they're surveyed, you know, they talk about you know, they save more than any other generation. They're cost conscious and so they're really evaluating um their benefits and and see this as a a strong, you know, benefit that will give them legal protection um as they're looking at across all of the Benefits their employer might be offering them, and what their options are. So I think that's another encouraging, you know, uh, point that we saw come out of the research is, you know, that those millennials see legal insurance as a way to help, you know, insulate cost and protect themselves.
0: And it does sound like, you know, if you look the, at the traditional model of of lawyering, that there there are some things that would require some accommodation for, for, um, for lawyers that are practicing that way. Like, one is the cost-conscious part. You know that that might affect how much you bill. Um, so it might require, you know, using tools or or ways of making things more efficient so that you can, you can still get um, the amount that you need from running your business, but at the same time accommodate this new mindset.
1: You're correct, yes, that it's when you're looking at a group that is more cost-conscious, I think another thing to keep in mind or you could focus on in your practice is considering things like unbundling your services or flat fees that could be more attractive to this group. Um, They know millennials really want, as I said earlier, transparency. So helping millennials understand exactly what's included in your fees um, they really do need to see the value of working with an attorney and what that investment will get them and how that will pay off, so really maybe consider showing them some options and um, and with that, that not all millennials are the same um, I, there's even you know Xennials now so uh, that are part of that group, and so it really take a look at the different segments and ask you know, them, what their preferences are, how they would like to work with you. And again, that goes back to that collaboration millennials are looking for, too. So thinking about different fee structures and how you can accommodate or even the ability to pay online, Um, that helps both the millennials that are looking for ease in payment, and it helps those attorneys in, you know, getting that payment and, and fees into their firms you know, revenue, while they can work on other more meaningful things. Another, you know, benefit that legal plans offer or legal insurance is that set fee structure and and helping millennials insulate a little bit of that cost um, and connect them with those attorneys and and focus really on taking care of their legal issue.
0: Earlier, you mentioned that they have about $200 billion in in, in buying power. You you know, the one thing that I'm fuzzy on is... How many millennials are there, like, like the population-wise? Do you know? Um,
1: well, they that stat along with it, they thought there was approximately 80 million. 80 million millennials. And wow. the older ones are in their 30s. So that's where they're at right now.
0: Yeah, that's a big population.
1: <laughs> it is. That's why I yeah. said, you know, it is going to be the largest consumer population coming into the. They're in the market now. Um, so, you know, you may not, you know, I, I hear from some attorneys, you know, I'm not, I'm not seeing those yet in my practice. But you know, if you're not seeing them, it could be for a couple reasons. One, um, they're not finding you. Uh, so again, going back to your online presence and connections, um, or you know th- that they just need more education on the what those legal events are. And ARA does a, a phenomenal job of going out with this research and educating on the consumer side as well. So really helping people understand what legal needs can occur, what do those look like, and where can they get help. And providing this, you know, legal insurance through their employer or directly can really connect them with the services they need, the attorneys that can help them, you know, and really, you know provide greater access to the legal services you know, that, that, they, that they need and providing things like guidebooks and blog posts and sharing those guidebooks with the attorneys that are participating in our network so they can also help educate those consumer groups either through their website or in person or through Lunch and Learns. So we want to help give attorneys the tools too um, to help them find those connections with the, the members that have the legal insurance.
0: Can you think of any um any good examples of of lawyers or law firms or even just practices that are that are good ideas or good examples of lawyers kind of embracing this and, and doing a good job with communicating with millennials?
1: Oh, that's a great question. So who are the role models out there, right? Yeah. Um who can who can help us um I think there's there's lots of great options out there. Attorneys that are doing this really well or really understanding um uh, how to connect with those millennials. For example, uh there's a couple of attorneys I follow, um David Lefton, Nick Rishwan, Uh they do a really great job of socializing uh as an example, so really keeping live meaningful content and interacting Um, with people online, Um, so so really, like we said before, making that online presence more robust. I think another great example is Palace Law. So Patrick Palace and and his firm have partnered with LawDroid to create a chat bot specific to their practice area, and consumers can go to that and help them already assess a little bit of their legal matter and so that when they are making that connection directly with the attorney, that they're getting right to the heart and the meaning of the matter and really feeling like they're getting help and connectivity right away. Um, So that's another uh, thing that ARAG is doing is those network attorneys that are participating in our network, we want to share who's doing that well um, and what are they doing well and as examples and so that other attorneys, you know, uh can do that too, uh, implement, you know, whatever works in their practice and help them get connected to this consumer group. Um also, you know, we want to help do things that help attorneys not only with, you know, their oral clients, but their overall holistic practice and all their clients. So, right. giving good examples and testimonials for who in the market is is doing it really well. I think that's a great question. There's a lot of good examples and we'd be happy to connect individuals together. And I was just uh talking earlier uh, Nicole Boud is another great person that I know you've had on a podcast in the past if you want to need help increasing, you know, your video presence or podcasting, she's an excellent resource for solo and small attorneys as well.
0: Yeah, and I think I think her podcast is actually Gen Y uh, lawyer. Like <laughs> well,
1: she so. is a Gen Y, so yeah. she herself is a millennial. Who better to learn from?
0: Right. So I understand that that Arug has has um, kind of distilled these findings into uh, like an infographic. Um, do you, did you guys put something together like that?
1: We did. We thought this is great. This is a great summary that we got back and great findings, and this can really help. And so we made a a nice visual reference uh, that's specifically for our network and other attorneys so that they can have that in their office, share it with the other attorneys in their firm, share it with their staff, and I would be absolutely happy to give the URL to you so that people can go out and download the infographic, and that will share a little bit more about the summary of results that we've talked about today that came from that study. So, are you ready? Do you want me to give that URL out?
0: Yeah, sure. Go ahead.
1: All right. So, if people go to araglegal.com backslash mil-glsa, so I'll spell that out so everybody can capture that. It's a r a g legal.com backslash m i l l hyphen g l s a. So I welcome uh, definitely. Uh, if you would like kind of a quick snapshot visual of what we've talked about today, uh, it's excellent. And I've I've had attorneys tell me they've posted it in their cubes as a great reference and for their staff as they're interacting and as they're putting their vision for their firm's future together, it's a good reminder for them.
0: Well, that's awesome, and uh, we'll definitely uh, tweet that out later as well for everyone to grab well, that thank link. Thank you. Check I appreciate that. Yeah. Fantastic. Definitely. Um, you know, one thing that came up though, uh, another question I had is you had mentioned Nicole, and then I was thinking from the flip side, you know, what is it like working with millennial lawyers? <laughs> is that different? <laughs> you know, cause I'm sure you have experience with that. Um, having a lot of network lawyers that are millennials.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, that's still not the largest group of lawyers yet mm-hmm. in the market, surprisingly. Um, so the if you look at the statistics of the you know age group across practicing attorneys in the solo small that's still one of the smaller segments interesting enough. So um so that's also another reason why this information is so important because you have still a high number of boomers and xers that are practicing law that are trying to connect with the ever growing consumer population of millennials. And as we start seeing more of those attorneys, uh, that segment increase in the practice of law, and who are those attorneys are. Um, they are really looking for. When you're talking about the attorneys and, and how they operate, you know, they too are are looking for uh, authenticity, transparency. Um, they're looking for meaningful work, the high level of social responsibility. Um, So that fits, right, with a lot of what consumers need legal help. Um, So attorneys finding different ways to provide that, not just, um, you know, in paid practice, but also in pro bono and helping and being socially responsible in their community. Um, So I think millennial lawyers, you know, they want more also tech tools. They already, they grew up, right, in the tech era. And so they're already used to, as an individual or as a consumer themselves, you know, responding and reacting and building their relationships online. And so it'll be really interesting to see how that transfers into the practice of law. And there's lots of new tools right now being created, um, you know, that ARAG's looking at, you know, seeing how we can get that connected with those attorneys, Um to help them in those connections with consumers. So, yes, those millennial attorneys, um, you know, like we said, that's also a more diverse group, which is also going to be to their advantage um, because millennials are also a very diverse group of consumers. And so when we talk about being client-centric in your practice, uh, consumers want attorneys that identify with them and are like me, so to speak. Uh, So it's going to be a a great thing to watch um you know and how those interactions are happening
0: one follow up question i have about um authenticity you mentioned that a few times yes. and i i know that i i know that it could be a struggle like to understand like on the one hand of course lawyers are being authentic in you know, preventing their you know presenting their professional credentials that you know i'm really great at doing this legal um practice area that, you know, I went to a great school, all of these things. I mean, that is, you know, it's real information that's useful for a potential client. But when, when you're saying authentic, that, that's something different. Like how, how would somebody communicate that in a professional way?
1: Sure. Uh, So being authentic uh, I think more so in the, the regard that I was speaking to is your online presence. Um, you know, you know, speaking from experiences, testimonial based uh, education, uh, you know, taking the technical legal speak and turning it into, you know, your, your average everyday digestible, you know, speak that the average consumer can understand. So uh it's i think it, it goes back to that premise again starting with heart as well where it's really having you know the person first and understanding the stress of the legal matter um and what that can be doing to the consumer in their life and having that care and then really then aligning that technical practice of law uh into how you can help them, and what does that look like? Uh, millennials also want to, the authenticity also comes from and transparency and helping me understand the process. You know, I don't want it to happen, my legal service help to happen in a vacuum. Help me, uh, Where? what type of matter do I have? What are the next steps? How will we be communicating with each other? So that authenticity is coming from you know, caring, feeling like that member feels that they are or that consumer feels that they are the the important person that you're working with today. Um, everybody wants that, right? In life, we want to feel like we're the only one you're working with and, and my matter is really important because to us, it is. To that person in that moment, it is. That could be the biggest thing they have going on in their life right now. So starting from heart and caring, I think, is really important when you're talking about authenticity, Um, not just, you know, especially with your online presence, you know, talking about what you're doing in your community, socially, not just your CV, you know, what boards I'm on and what I'm doing and here's my education. Those are all important things, right? But, you know, when it comes to helping someone with a legal or a stressful matter, it's more about how do you care? What's the process, and when am I going to find relief?
0: Well, that's those are all great points, and uh, we'll you know we we can use them to connect better with millennials. Um, mm-hmm. So one thing that is really cool is that we have a lot of um, involved listeners here, and I got a couple questions for you. So I'd love to to throw those. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> I yeah. Love it so uh the first is from uh john waxman and he's Hi, asking john. <laughs> thanks do for you...
1: joining today john <laughs>
0: uh do you think <laughs> other generations have adopted and changed their preferences having learned from millennials so are they are they uh influencing other generations as well
1: oh that was a great question john uh absolutely uh i think it's changing uh, all industries, right, as we talked about, this is the largest consumer group coming up into the marketplace today. It's changing how companies do business. It's changing how uh, companies and businesses are retaining and attracting employees. Um, it, they, a, a lot of what we're learning is the, I believe, you know, out there, the influence that they have is the flexibility, the interactions, the collaboration um the authenticity that we just talked about. A lot of that influence, it's a very influential group, right? It's a very large group and as we talked about their market share um and they're influencing, you know, they're taking those things that they learned from the generation before uh, and the things that their parents were exposed to, just as every generation does, um, and adapting. And now they will have great influence over both up and down generations, right? The previous and the the coming up generations. Uh, And I think diversity is another great thing that we're seeing that typically in the past, the legal industry um, was pretty flat um, in diversity. And we're seeing quite an influence there, which is fantastic because that is going to increase the connections with clients and the people that need legal help as well. That modest means generation generation uh, or modest means population is growing, and I think the influence that the millennials are having is you know bringing that conversation of collaboration uh authenticity and diversity um and and like I said before too, they are going to tell you what they want, uh which is a positive thing um you can you can do more and and meet expectations better. In any regard when you understand where a person is coming from and what they want so absolutely the influence is happening and i think we're seeing changes in the industry according in all industries but also in the the legal industry
0: and one more question uh, from sarah would arag like to see more millennial aged attorneys on the network
1: well i like that softball sarah <laughs> um thanks Absolutely. Uh, Diversity is key. Um, Like I said, that's what millennials want. That's who the majority of consumers are going to be. We also learn a lot from millennials. We also want their influence uh, within the other uh, generations of our network. And so absolutely, I would welcome uh, those attorneys out there that are newer practicing attorneys who are no longer new in their mid-30s but, yes, and that's going to help them in their business, too. Uh, participating in an ROG legal plan or a legal plan is going to help them supplement, you know, their practice, help them grow, and help us all grow in our, our depth of experience with this fast-growing consumer group.
0: Is there one last takeaway that you'd want us to to remember about what millennials want?
1: Oh, I I think – Takeaway, you know, from all the information uh, specific, you know, to legal insurance, um, since, you know, GLSA is, you know, legal plan-centric audience, and as attorneys are learning about legal plans. For millennials, when it comes to employer benefits, they are protection-minded. You know, they're going to scrutinize their options, weigh the costs, and they are more likely than any other generation to purchase legal insurance. And along with that, they're really going to drive their companies to offer legal insurance and other innovative benefits like that uh, because they are a real value-based generation. So I think that is a a key takeaway um, from today. Uh, you know, there's lots of great information about millennials. Uh, there's even books out there. I know a good one, Marketing to Millennials by Jeff Fromm, uh, but I would say as far as legal insurance, uh, it is a in alignment with what millennials are, are looking for um, future forward.
0: Cool. Well, as I warned you, I do have one last question for you that I want to ask. Yeah, the go. tough ones. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so totally unrelated, but I like to ask. Have- ask everybody at the end of um, our our conversation. And that's, what's a place on your bucket list that you've never visited that you would like to and and why?
1: Ooh, ooh, I like these type of questions. Um, I would say, my husband and I talk about this regularly, the next place on our bucket list that we would really like to see is we'd like to venture to Spain. Um, For me, it would be more of the southern coast of Spain and a tour along there. And I think for him it would be traveling north to Barcelona. He is a huge soccer fan and grew up playing soccer and still plays soccer. Uh, so Spain is on our bucket list, and we talk about it often. So hopefully, you know, within the next couple of years, you you know, if you're watch, if you socialize with me, then you're going to see. Hopefully, we check that off our list.
0: Well, that sounds like a great plan and and a wonderful place to visit. Yes. Well, thank you, Jean. Um, I love getting to know you better and learning more about what millennials want from attorneys. Um, Thank you, Tom. You're very welcome. And uh, how can people keep in touch with you? Sure.
1: Um, They can keep in touch with me. Uh, My Twitter handle is Clausen, J-E, so I'll spell that, C-L-A-U-S-O-N-J-E. J-E. Um, and then if, if attorneys out there are interested in learning more about legal plans or the AROG legal plan in general, uh, they can feel free to visit uh, com backslash attorneys, and we'd be happ- happy to connect with them through that channel as well. So, and I'm I, very passionate, as you can tell, about uh, helping promote the value of attorneys and and get that increased connectivity to consumers. So I, I welcome those connections.
0: And one last thing about the infographic. Again, if you want to download that, it's at araglegal.com. That's A-R-A-G legal.com forward slash mill. That's M-I-L-L dash G-L-S-A. And uh, it has a wealth of information in there. Well, again, thank you, Gene, for being my guest today.
1: Well, thanks so much, Tom. I always love talking to you. Thank you. Take care, everyone.
0: Well, thank you all for attending our teleconference, What Millennials Want from Attorneys with Gene Clawson. Again, this is Tom Martin. I want to again say thank you to GLSA for sponsoring. Remember, GLSA is just a good way for solos and small firms to increase their business. Check us out at GLSAonline.org. See you next month. See you then. Bye.
1: Bye.